Some people would channel Taylor Swift with Shake It Off. I would prefer, of course, me being the wacky person that I am, Shake The Haters Off, which was an election slogan by Mayor Willie Harrington back in Memphis back in the day. You can actually Google it. There is no joke to this. It is a thousand percent true that this guy won an election. It was like his fifth re-election, of course, with the slogan, not shake off the haters, but the more grammatically incorrect, shake the haters off, which is just so appropriate for a place like Memphis that that type of slogan is good enough to get you re-elected, which tells you all you need to know. But the reason we bring that up, of course, is Rustburg and among other programs, Heritage has had some slip-ups laid, Alta Vista as well. All of them are teams that you know have shaken those haters of losing off and have found ways to channel that to postseason success. More on that in just a moment with Ben Cates of NewsAdvance.com. But the big development, which has come down over the last 6 to 12 hours, has been the retirement, resignation, whatever term you want to use, of Appomattox Raiders head football coach Doug Smith, an icon and a multi-time state champion uh, who has stepped down to focus on his continual battle with cancer. Ben, a pleasure to speak with you in the fast lane. Um, Background, now that this is out there, at what point did you get wind that this might be a decision that was more than just considered, but was one that was seriously considered and ultimately acted upon? Um, thank you, Ed. Glad, glad to be with you today. Um, I found out um, about a week, week and a half ago that um, Coach was going to step down, and he had uh, requested uh, to to keep it under wraps until he could tell his players today. And that's what he did this morning um, at Appomattox. Um, there was a, uh, a crowd in, in the kind of spacious weight room that they have there, and um, it was current players and 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 some coaches at Appomattox and family members of Doug's and uh, teachers, administrators. And, and um, it was, you know, um, just kind of a reflection of, um, of, of his uh, coaching career there and, and um, a lot of smiles and some tears. And, um, and, you know, I think Doug is, is doing what's, what's best for him as he continues to undergo treatments and, um, he's going to try to try to get healthy and and also spend some time uh, with family uh, because you know I've 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 seen this guy work you know 80 hour weeks without batting an eye over the years and um, it's just a a very consuming job. He's going to continue to teach there and um, and be involved with the team, uh, just not in head coaching duties. So um, stepping away, and yes, it's it's kind of an end of an era at Appomattox. So there are a number of things to unpack on Doug Smith retiring as the head football coach of the Appomattox Raiders. Ben Cates, who uh, helped break the story for NewsAdvance.com, is with us in the fast lane to discuss that. You mentioned just the hours and the effort that goes into this. How much of that played into Doug Smith's role? Not believing, not, not the idea that he couldn't do this, but it seems that for a guy that's been as successful as he is, he's been successful because he's been very process-oriented and a guy who refuses to take shortcuts. And therefore, if he, you know, in order to focus on his health, he was going to have to take shortcuts, and that just seemed like something he's not willing to do. Yeah, you know, um, 
Coach has uh, Coach Smith has has coached remotely when he was unable to to be at games for a number of years. I think back to you know 2021 when we had a spring season um, of of high school football because of COVID and and Coach was undergoing treatments and he coached remotely from home and and um, and but you know he he has missed and as he said today he's missed a, a lot of practices over the past few years and and is was kind of faced with possibly doing that again this next year with with undergoing treatments um and and you know that that can take its toll on a program and um and so i think he he wants um the kids to uh to have someone in place who can who can be there every day for practices as well as games and um and you know I think he also kind of wants to to practice, you know, what he preaches. He demands that the kids be there all the time and that they um, go through all of their training and 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 stuff like that. And and he can't be there for all of it. So I think he that that's nagged at him over the years as well. Ben Cates eight. That's the number eight on Twitter and newsadvance.com as Ben is with us here in the fast lane. We're looking at the news that was made official today. Doug Smith stepping away as the head football coach of the Appomattox football program and his battles with cancer have been well documented. And this, uh, this move gives him a chance to focus uh, even more on his health Uh, from the overall tenure of Doug Smith at Appomattox. I mean, there there are a number of ways to start. I, I will ask the open-ended question, and I expect uh, whatever response you wish to go with this, but it'll probably be multifaceted. How would you surmise, how would you summarize, for those that, for whatever reason, are hiding under rocks and less familiar with Doug Smith, but how he achieved as much success as he did at Appomattox? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be um, sharing uh, a few stories um, uh, of of my own and 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 things that I've kind of witnessed, um, you know, in in the coming days um, for our newspaper, and so I hope that people will stay, you know, in touch with continuing coverage. Uh, but um, but yeah, you know, I think just there there were times when you know back in the day where he was just basically doing the job alone with maybe one or two guys, and then you know more people came on board, and it was just. It's very difficult to keep that going, um, but Doug made it work at Appomattox. And you know, after he left Heritage after three years there, he 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 gets the job at Appomattox, and and you know, just starts to turn that program around. And it just seemed like it happened so fast. You know, within three years, you've got your first state title, and then you win two more in a row after that. Um, and you know he has just put in so much work there and um and and so much effort from assistant coaches has 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 gone into it as well and there's they've created a really good support system in Appomattox for kids um and and then you know the faith aspect um Doug has always been very outspoken about his faith and and you know relying um on a higher power um and um it, you know it's 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 very difficult not to see that something's at work there when you talk to him because uh, the things that have happened um, at this in this community uh, at Appomattox and um, over the years, um, they've really had to rely on faith. And um, he has instilled that in his program. We're chatting with Ben Cates here in the fast lane discussing the uh, news of Doug Smith stepping away from Appomattox as the head coach of their football program. What did he do as well? 
to elevate Appomattox sports as a whole and the way that the Appomattox community embraced sports at Appomattox beyond football. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, it's kind of like an, an Amherst or an or an Alta Vista or something. You know, it's like um, it's that Alta Vista has that really tight knit sports community. Amherst has it too because it's a, a one county, uh, a one school county system, and that's the same thing at, at Appomattox. Um, and you know, it's um, it, it, people just love their sports there. And um, and you know, when you don't have a professional team close by to to root for um you 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 pull for the high school football team and you pull for the basketball team and and, um and that's one thing that's always attracted me to communities like that um and this doug's football teams have always been very good at um supporting other programs as well and um i think there's been just a ton of, of 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 interest that has come to other sports as well because of what the football team has done. Um, the way that that community rallied around the football team several years ago and, and still continues to um, has been really impressive. It certainly seems like Doug Smith is at peace with this. You mentioned that you got word, Ben, a week and change ago that Doug Smith would be stepping away from the Appomattox football program to focus more on his health and his battles with cancer have been very well documented and an inspiration for many. Um, But you you touched on the community support, starting with Appomattox football but growing to other sports. I don't mean this in an insensitive way, but it's a reasonable question to ask about where the direction of this program goes with Doug Smith not being the man every single day in charge of this program, and that is how much is the work of Doug Smith and what this community has done to embrace sports, including football at Appomattox, how much does that make this an attractive job for whoever ends up taking the reins? Yeah, you know, I think it. I think it's uh, it's it's got to be an attractive job. You know, it's got to um, you, you've got a great history, you've got um, really athletic kids still in the program um Appomattox is is kind of the past couple of years kind of gone through some some um younger player have a lot of younger players in there and and um hasn't maybe gotten as far in the playoffs as it wanted to um but those guys are growing up and I think there's there's always going to be talent in that uh in that program that's that's or in the school that's available you know one of the first things that Doug did after he after he uh, took over was just like outside one afternoon, like um, grilling hamburgers and hot dogs, and trying to get kids to come out. You know, it's like the the athletes are in the building, and um, for some reason, a lot of them weren't playing football before he got there, and and they were they were able to get those kids out, and um, and so when you when you do that, you're 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 going to find success on some level. Um, and I would expect whoever takes over this job, you know, while they have really big shoes to fill, um, will also find that, um, that it's a place that um, still will breed success. Ben, pivoting away from this in just a moment, but wrapping up our conversation right now on Doug Smith stepping away as the head football coach at Appomattox. Um, again, th- this is not a shot at Doug Smith. It's more the fact that sometimes coaches step away from programs and at any level, and you kind of wonder what level of involvement there is. And we've seen this throughout sports um, and-, and making it difficult for the successor. 
Knowing Doug Smith the way you do, knowing Doug Smith the way that so many in our community know him, is it reasonable to say that that's not something you would have to worry about if you take over at Appomattox Football, that you've got a guy in the building in Doug Smith that will be an ally and knows what the right and wrong moves can be, especially right now with a number of these players, but is not the type of guy that's secretly angling behind your back to take your job. Yeah, no, I think I think Coach, um, you know, still wants to be involved on in some level with the program, um, but he he also is going to give whoever uh, takes over that job, kind of, you know, let them have the freedom to do what 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 they need to do. Um, but you know, the blueprint is there as well. The and that's not just for success. Uh, that's for just like how to do things the right way um, at the high school level, and um, and and it's also a blueprint for um, for success for like if support um, throughout the school. Like, this is how you do it. This is how you get it. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it's there. And I, w- I would imagine that whoever takes over um, uses that blueprint will, will do very well. Pivoting away from the Doug Smith story as he steps away as Appomattox's head football coach, and if you're just joining us, we'll have our full chat about this with Ben Cates, which he shared much wisdom already on that. Uh, it'll be at Fast Lane, Ed Lane, wherever you listen to podcasts uh, relatively soon this evening. But to other sports that are going on in the state playoffs. One is basketball, and you've got a great article about the idea of, uh, you know, Taylor Swift fans would go shake it off. For my Memphis background, it's shaking the haters of losing off. But the reality that a lot of teams that may have stumbled down the stretch but still had good seasons, that this is their chance and has already been their chance to hit the reset button. How much do you notice that teams like Rustburg and Alta Vista that are veteran-laden have been able to use that and kind of remember how they've been this good this year? Yeah, it's a big night with um, with basketball, with region play. You know, you've got a few teams that have a chance to um, have a or, or notch a state um, championship. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a state tournament berth uh, tonight, and other teams that are just getting started out in their region. Um, and you know, um, it's that time of year where you uh, where you have to hope that your schedule and and tough games have prepared you for. For um, for the playoffs, and I think a lot of teams. Uh, I think of several teams off the top of my head: um, Rustburg Boys, Easty Glass, Jefferson Forest Boys, um, LCA Girls. Um, have you know really have a lot of uh, Alta Vista Boys as well. Really have uh, a lot of talent going in, but they've also played tough opponents um, for the most part. And and um, when you get out of the Seminole this time of year, especially in boys basketball right now. When you get out of the Seminole, you're very well prepared, and uh, you, you you have to trust that your style of basketball will stand up to um, other other teams throughout the state. Ben, a couple more, but not basketball related. Stanton River, Stanton River wrestling. Um, we kind of saw this coming, but it doesn't take away from how impressive it is that they captured back-to-back state championships over the weekend in wrestling, and the volume of players they had that were contending for state championships set them up very well, but still, a lot of credit, right, has to go to Stanton River for being able to fall through on that and win this thing going away. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's a really good story um, for not just for Bedford County, but for the area. You know, um, last year when Stanton River won its first, it was only uh, first wrestling state title. It was only the 
second state title in that school's history, um, which was a, a track and field from the 90s. Um, and so to go back to back and get that third state championship in school history is just it, it just means so much, I think, to that school um, that has had a lot of success over the years in a lot of sports, but has never been able to to really, you know, go as far as they want in a lot of different sports. And so um, just a really talented group of, of wrestlers coming through. And um, you would hope you, you would you would think that um, as that sport continues to build at Stanton River, um, that more wrestlers are on the way. Um, but right now it's just like a, a really talented class that came up of, you know, they were once freshmen and, and, and sophomores and they were winning state state titles then. And, um, and now to, to go back to back is, is pretty special. It is. It's been quite the accomplishment for Stanton River. Ben, last one, and we'll wrap it up with this. Um, swimming doesn't get a lot of attention, but for Jefferson Forest, uh, they, you know, they had two individual events with Jack Mills winning the 200-meter free and the 100-meter fly, and they also captured a relay in boys swimming. And even the girls had a pretty good a good swimming weekend in Richmond a couple of days ago. Is that a, I don't know if you call it dynasty, but one of the more successful programs, Jefferson Forest Swimming, that's flown under the radar? It really is. You know, I mean, um, there have been years when when Jefferson Forest um, was, was out there, you know, contending or winning uh, and, and region state titles, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, even when it is not, uh, I think the boys were runner up this year, but e- even when uh, they're not, they're not winning the whole thing. Um, you've got wrestle, you've got swimmers um, who are, who are doing really good things and winning individual events at States. Uh, Jack Mills was really impressive um, this past weekend. And, um, and, you know, um, the relay team was, you know, phenomenal, and um, JF always seems to to have those have those guys and those girls who who are really uh, really strong swimmers, and um, you know that the same thing goes for for other schools in the area, like like Brookville, for instance, um, and um, a lot of times at EC Glass and um, Heritage, even, and it I think a lot of it goes back to you know. Um, the Lynchburg Aquatic League that gets these kids um, really swimming at a young age and and keeps them going and kids stick with it and when they get to high school they're 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 pretty good swimmers and um, it's it's always interesting to watch. Ben, you're beyond pretty good. You're exceptional when it comes to covering local sports and the work shows it at newsadvance.com and at BenKates8 on Twitter. Appreciate your time today here in the Fast Lane. We look forward to chatting again in another week or so. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate you guys. Our pleasure. Ben Cates with us here in the Fast Lane. So we're going to table the Fast Five at Five-ish. For those wondering, by the way, about the Zach Rice situation and you're uh, unfamiliar, he's been implicated in a uh, high-speed incident that uh, involves alcohol. He's been charged with a couple of things, allegedly, according to uh, News 11, ABC 11 down in the Raleigh area. We'll have more if it's available uh, later this week in the Fast Lane, including Friday with Andrew Jones of Tar Heel Illustrated. But it is a story that's popped up. It's less relevant to local sports. I'll be the first to admit I was surprised it didn't seem like Zach Rice is the type of guy that would have been involved in that and again there's a lot of information that still is not yet known about this but we'll have more on it later on but ABC 11 down in the Raleigh area uh, has information about this story that 
back in the early portion of February, a crash happened, excuse me, late January, a crash 2 a.m. January 1st, about 10 minutes from the UNC campus on NC 54 and West Barbie Chapel Road. Uh, One student allegedly died. Another was injured in the crash. And the ABC 11 I team is what they're called. They've learned that a third student, Zach Rice, the member of the football team, is facing criminal charges related to the case, along with Travis Shaw, who is a five-star recruit, whose name has also been mentioned in this situation. Um, Court documents, it's just the information that's out there. Court documents reveal that the driver of the crashed car, 21-year-old Flamesia, I may be getting that wrong, Flamesia Patrice Brewer, 124 miles an hour in a 45, allegedly, at the time of the crash. And Zach Rice was allegedly in a different car in the same area when the crash happened. The investigators have not provided too much information, but um, Rice allegedly faces criminal charges of exceeding a posted speed limit, driving after consuming alcohol, consuming and possessing alcohol while under the age of 21 years and his fellow teammate for Carolina, Travis Shaw, allegedly uh, conspiring to contribute to the delinquency of a minor, having allegedly provided alcohol to those that were involved in this situation. Uh, it's a developing story. We'll see what more comes out of it. Uh, not a lot has been made locally, but um, it's a story that's out there. It's not hard to Google. Uh, in ABC 11 down in the Raleigh area, this is not you know, some hacks off the internet making this stuff up. This is a pretty respected news site down in the Raleigh-Durham area that have brought this up. So we at least address that because we teased that. Uh, and I don't mean that in any disparaging way, but we we mentioned that as something to discuss in the Fast Five at Five-ish. So more on that later this week in the Fast Lane. But when we return, we'll pivot away in the Fast Lane to talk about the NASCAR race at Daytona yesterday. Adam Cheek of FrenchStretch.com slated to recap the Liberty University car of William Byron getting to victory lane to kick off the NASCAR season. That when we return here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.